Pigeons 420. Mr. Grow It. And Rob from Cannabis Lifestyle TV. From the Stash Podcast. This show is brought to you by Dutch Pro USA. Nutrients made for growers by growers. From the base nutrients to the explode booster. Dutch Pro USA is bringing you the essentials that all growers need without the extra bottles. Visit Dutch Pro USA or find their products on Amazon.com. And AC Infinity. Innovators in the air game. Providing state-of-the-art inline fans, tents, and more to the home grower. Visit acinfinity.com or Amazon to pick up some of their products. And you could save money with any of these brands by checking out the discount codes below in the description. Greenhouse growing. If you haven't seen Doggo's uh, videos, man, recent videos in the past year at least, motherfuckers killing the greenhouse game and, and a very applicable one, one that you could actually do instead of like one that's like, yeah, look at this, you know, huge plot that I have of land and my parents have been growing out here for 30 years. Like, no, no, no. Doggo straight <laughs> built this motherfucker, which is Side of the house, baby. Yeah, <laughs> dude, right there with the people. <laughs> And you documented yeah. the whole thing. I did document the whole thing. And there is, I know, I, I, it's, I've been talking about this for a whole year now. The, the video's coming. Rob and Pia both been putting pressure on me. So I just need to do the voiceover. It's all edited. But it's a 45-minute long start to finish uh, nice. building the, the greenhouse. So I think I definitely nailed the greenhouse build. I don't know about killing the greenhouse game yet. I'm still a new greenhouse <laughs> grower. I've only done two runs in it. But they've been pretty good runs, just taking a lot of what I've learned uh, and applying that into the greenhouse, uh, you know, getting a hold of uh, the environment, temperature and humidity is a whole different beast compared to <laughs> indoors uh, in a shed. So that that is really what, uh, you know, uh, I'm learning a lot. But as far as feeding and stuff, I mean, I'm still using canna, um, you know, canna cocoa top feeding. And so it just took very similar feed method since I already knew that. So I wanted to minimize the variables moving outside. So uh, but I've done two great runs. That's all documented on Instagram and and uh, YouTube, and you can check out the morning grow shows I have. And um, yeah, it's been fun. It, it's a I almost dare I say it, enjoy it more than growing in the shed. The sun is a powerful grow light, I tell you, and the plants just they behave and react so much differently under the sun than they do, uh, you know, under the grow lights. So. Yeah, and I think that's obvious when you watch your garden. Go ahead, Chris. Your videos, sorry. I was going to say, as far as where to put the greenhouse, like spotting, right? You need to kind of um, determine sunlight, you know, how much sunlight it gets. Can you talk to us about, like, how you went about that, determining where to actually build a, grow a greenhouse? Absolutely. So, so it... Now, every, it's going to be different for everyone, uh, you know, especially in different parts of the globe. I know people are watching all over the globe. So where I am at in California, uh, the way the sun, uh, you know, rises in the east, sets in the west. So you kind of want a, a western uh, facing, um, uh, you know, greenhouse if possible. And really, you know, west, southwest where we're at is really the ideal. So the sun hits it, you know, kind of the whole time as it rises and, and sets, it comes all the way up and over. So, um, where I'm at, where my house is at, um, my lot faces exactly north, south, east, west. And so this is on the south side face, uh, facing of my house. And so from morning, um, to, uh, you know, sun comes up on the east and it rises. And I'm going to use the example of the middle of summer when this, you know, sun's directly up in the sky. Uh, and so it's going to come right up over the, uh, the east side of the greenhouse. Sun comes right up over top long ways uh, and rides it all the way until, uh, you know, it'll set. And it, I want to say I get shade about 
four o'clock in the afternoon because of some trees, you know, trees that my neighbors have that are that are up and that's when they're gonna the sun's gonna come block it. Which is fine for me in the dead of summer because it gets triple digits here. So the sh- the trees actually help with shading. So, you know, four o'clock when I still got, you know, a good five hours of daylight left, uh, it's nice to have that little bit of uh, of shade so the plants aren't just roasting all day in that greenhouse. But, but where you place it is definitely key. Uh, it's hard to grow in the winter. Like right now, the, the sun is, isn't even creeping over my neighbor's house. That's right next to me, right? You know, 10, 15 feet away. So it really isn't until about March when the sun directly hits it. And that's when I started documenting my first grows. I, I literally built my greenhouse about the same time last year. I started middle of January uh, and took about two weeks, built it over the course of a couple of weekends and didn't even get plants in it until that March, April timeframe. Cause that's when the sun raises enough to peek over my neighbor's house and actually hit the roof of the greenhouse and provide sun over the whole canopy. Uh, and then similarly in winter, uh, you hit about uh, end of October, November, which is harvest time anyways. And that's when the sun kind of dips down behind my neighbor's house. Uh, and uh, the season's kind of over at that point. So um, I've only done two runs in it so far. I did a spring and a summer run last year. Uh, I did not attempt it through the winter uh, this year, just with time and work and family and other things but uh i don't have any way to heat the greenhouse either so that's another thing i have to think about at night Uh, you know it's fine during the day it's in the 60s and 70s even when it's you know 40 degrees outside but at night it still drops into the 40s at night so i got to figure out a way to heat the greenhouse at night and how to keep heat and everything in because we obviously don't want plants dipping that low i mean they can you know if you just like if you're growing outdoors but it's ideal to not have that right so um, again, going but circling all the way back to environmental being the the biggest thing I'm learning under a greenhouse. So, and what, sorry, what was you, that was that was a long winded answer to your question. Good, I was hoping for that. <laughs> no, that was perfect. Answered it as you should have. It was uh, on point. I'm curious, what was like that? What was like that aha moment that made you think I got to go outside? Screw this. I'm tired of using real estate. I'm going out on the property. Uh, well, I've wanted to for a, a while. Uh, I, for those that don't know, uh, I grow more than just cannabis. I, I have a bunch of fruit trees. I have like almost a mini orchard in my backyard, like eight or nine different fruit trees, vegetables, everything else. Uh, I, I say it all the time, you know, cannabis is kind of the gateway to gardening. <laughs> yeah, um, and true. so when we moved to this house, you know, seven or eight years ago, I always had this plot of land on the side and I always knew I wanted a greenhouse eventually. And it was even just for vegetables, not even for cannabis because i still at that time it was still okay keep it secret we got the sheds perfect spot for it keep it locked up my kids were a lot younger then um so i didn't wasn't even thinking about it for cannabis and then had some friends come out and try to build one and there was like a skeleton structure that was up for a couple years and it was just over there in the corner and and just i don't know I, i got motivated and uh something kicked into me last year and i was just like you know what uh, I'm just going to build a greenhouse. Um, and I think a lot of it was actually fueled from, you know, we just went through the giant pandemic uh, and being cooped up for a little while. It's like, I should really do what I need to do to potentially grow my own vegetables and, and stuff. And and if you know anything about growing, uh, you know, how much effort it takes, uh, you know, and how much land and space you need to actually grow food, you can, you, you know, uh, survive off of. And that what the goal wasn't survival, but it was to help supplement you know, just if I can use some things that don't, I don't have to buy at the grocery store every week, you know, it'd be fantastic. Um, that was kind of the catalyst. And plus lumber prices were rising at the time. So it was like, let me just get it done with. 
And I came away with a bunch of good things. I learned how to use SketchUp, uh, which is a great, phenomenal tool. It got me way more into woodworking, which I've now been able to use those learnings and apply them to the, the grow shed. Uh, and it was, I just love building stuff too. I used to work construction way back out of high school. You know, I was a carpenter and a glazer. So just kind of go back to my uh, roots a little bit there and just threw it up. And, and really the reason I built it myself was because I started looking on like Wayfair and, you know, Alibaba, even for like cheap greenhouses, like three, $4,000 for these mm -hmm. just gar garbage, absolute garbage greenhouses and i said i can build something way better for a fraction of this price uh and i cover all that in my video my budget was three grand and i did the shell uh you know the shell and the the, the corrugated plastic and everything that was all about 1500 bucks and then the other 1500 was all like the small stuff electrical fans um you know large chunks uh, but you know but it was like yeah 1500 bucks you build a killer greenhouse why would i go pay three thousand dollars for some plastic Tin piece of garbage piece of garbage yeah i got a greenhouse there that's now built in panels and i can if i have to if i ever move and decided i want to i can just disassemble it and take it away in eight foot panels and set it up you, wherever i go somewhere else so better yeah you 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 kind of you you went you, you went about it in the right manner in terms of yeah you also made it structurally sound yeah. uh it's fully wired with electricity you've got fans in there this is actually in my opinion it's just now a selling feature of your home uh, yeah, this is now absolutely. a branch of the property that you can now advertise as either something for vegetables or you're in California. There's nothing to hide the fact that, you know, you have a great spot to grow cannabis. So yeah, you, you made, you, you made the right choice because a $3,000 piece of garbage from Alibaba would not have increased the, the resale value of your home. Yeah. yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, I'm a content creator as well, and I'm going to be filming in it. I want it to look nice. So, yep. you know, like, well, if you want to do something right, you got to just do it yourself. Uh, and I encourage everyone to do it. Uh, it it's very simple. I, I learned from, you know, good old YouTube university, you know, just watching videos on how to, you know, structure roofs and what do I need for the right weights and, and stuff. And it's very simple. It's very simple. Taught myself in a couple of nights and away we went. Nice. Oh, yeah. So you look at the structure of how you built it. Of course, when you're building, it's going to be built to specs. So it's going to be to exactly what you want. In this situation, are you going to grow more outside and utilize the the uh the shed for maybe breeding experiments or are you going to be doing that's a little exactly bit of both it. no that, yeah. that's exactly it the the shed i'm kind of turning into for seed popping and kind of the pheno hunting and then when i take clones it also have a secondary test environment now uh you know because like i said they do grow differently so i look at it as when i'm growing them under the grow lights i look at that very much like uh this is you know i'm getting an athlete ready to compete in the olympics right so it's going to get the perfect environment the perfect light i control the nutrient formula everything like here you go boom and then in the greenhouse it's more of growing under the sun it's going to get the full spectrum obviously way more powerful than a grow light uh, i can grow it in soil which is going to be a little more forgiving than messing it up in you know something like a full cocoa run uh and, and just test it out there how does it do and it, they get bigger and bulkier, you know, I grew, I, you know, I had pineapple haze that I grew indoors, loved it. Couldn't really see the full potential of the plant because I was always having to really hardcore train it. Cause I only have a certain height to grow in inside through in the greenhouse got eight foot tall monsters. I mean, cola is the size of my arm, which is like, all right. And it's just, it's a whole different level of growing. And so 
breeding and pheno hunting indoors. And once you see a plant, you know, uh, that looks good now, okay, well now let's throw it in the greenhouse and see what we could really do. Could we grow some monsters? Uh, and, and to me, it's nice to be able to have that space. And, you know, in addition to the greenhouse, I've already expanded beyond the greenhouse and done outdoor now as well. I recently put up, uh, I got another video that I've shot and it, I actually hired a cameraman to come and film this one for me. So I have professional footage done um, of putting together a lighting setup and whatnot in the backyard, but all the posts for the lighting setups are like half, uh, like half the, the wine barrels, you know, they cut the wine barrels in half. And so they're like, I don't know, 50 gallons of soil or whatever it is they hold in there and uh, put plants all through up there last summer as well. Did a whole out, late summer outdoor run. Uh, and again, just being able to see in all three environments, indoor, greenhouse, pure outdoor, and the different, you know, like caterpillars totally destroyed the outdoor. Greenhouse and indoor were totally fine. Indoor, though, you, you know, we had a mite issue on one of the plants, but didn't hit others, which was a great thing to show like why, you know, certain plants are susceptible, uh, certain phenotypes are susceptible to certain pests versus others. And so... To move beyond the shed for me, I just feel as I'm learning so much. Like I, I'm dying to learn about soil. Uh, that's next. I want to learn about living organic soil. I'm taking it slow. I've been reading uh, Teeming with Microbes by Jeff Lowenfels. Uh, you know, I did horrible in biology class, so it's still a lot for me to take in in terms of learning how the whole rhizosphere and everything works. <laughs> Indoors is easy because I just know, okay, here are the ingredients. This is what they do. Put this in. This is the result. It's very um, input, you know, known inputs, you know, equals relatively known outputs soil and everything's unknown. So I'm, this is why I'm, I'm learning, but I love it. Cause I love learning stuff. So I'm just soaking this all in like a sponge. Uh, and there's failures along the way, but this is why I've always encouraged people, uh, you know, we have a saying out here in the Valley, fail fast, fail often. And that applies so much to growing, you know, don't be afraid to kill a plant. You're going to fail, but learn from that failure and move on. And that's kind of what I've been doing, you know, learning about this, like, okay, oh, this is what happens in the greenhouse. Like, oh, wow. When you enclose it in the humidity really spikes quickly. We need bigger fans, <laughs> you know? So that's just the type of stuff that it's, it's just, it's good to know, especially as someone like me, who's trying to become a breeder, you know, knowing the different environments that the plant's going to grow in, how's it going to react when you have a strain? These are all things now that are going to help my phenotype selection, knowing that, okay, it can withstand all these different stressors from these different environments because the people growing inside in their closet or their tent have a whole different set of, of issues they're up against versus someone who's in their backyard or outdoor or even a gorilla style grow. So I was just going to ask you about that, how you transitioned. How is it? I mean, you've been growing long enough that you're going to know what you like. You changed your entire environment. How has that changed in terms of your process? Do you still treat it indoor or is it outdoor in an enclosed environment? Like how, I know some people it, will look at a greenhouse like it's just a big outdoor space or big, it, big uh, indoor space. It is. Greenhouse is definitely, it's, it's a, it's an indoor grow room, but the sun's your grow light. Uh, Cause you still have to, at least on the scale that I'm doing now, I think if you're on a larger farm, that's, that's different because they have, you know, larger greenhouses with uh, you know, they're going to roll up the sides of the tent and they can do venting. And so that's really kind of like a, a larger outdoor, right? You're like a covered outdoor grow. But for an enclosed greenhouse, a small greenhouse on a, on a property somewhere, it's an indoor grow room. You got to manage your humidity. You got to manage your temperatures. You got to exhaust all of that stuff. So the way I've done it is in my climate, it's very dry. So the greenhouse gets humid really quick, but actually the humidity is good 
because where it's 20% humidity outside, I can actually hover, uh, you know, around 40, 50% humidity in the greenhouse. But when it starts to creep up even higher, which is normally at night when the plants start to, um, uh, you know, transpire a little bit more, then it's like, okay, realize that I can't have the fans on just a temperature um, uh, timer, they, you know, or a temperature monitor. They need to be on a humidity monitor as well. So not only do they need to turn on if it gets too hot, they also need to turn on if it gets too humid because the temperature could be great. But if humidity is going to spike up to 80%, you know, the moment the sun goes down, that's no good for business. That's just a recipe for powdery mildew. So, uh, and again, using fans is great because I can just exhaust it really quickly. I have two 12 inch fans in there. So I have over 2000 CFM in the greenhouse right now. And I'm even looking at like more powerful uh, motors, you know, how, that can push more air even for that 12 inch uh, space that I have now. Cause I still feel I'm slightly underpowered. Um, the other things I'm learning too, is my greenhouse isn't fully sealed. Not that it has to be sealed, but when I'm trying to control airflow, I do almost want it sealed in a sense. So that way, cause right now when my fans kick on all the air is coming in through various cracks and everything. So there's not a whole lot of suction. A lot of it could be cycled through, you know, if I'm, if I'm exhausting it out the side and then it's just getting sucked back in through a crack right above where it's coming out, that's not really being efficient in terms of drawing cool air from the bottom and exiting out the top. So, you know, going through this spring, I'm going to, you know, th- do some foam insulation and some silicone in certain player areas, you know, seal up some cracks to help with that airflow. But again, going back to things I'm learning as I go, I've never done this before. So these are, I've taken like the general indoor approach, tried to apply it to outdoors because this is the process I know. And then it's just going off the checklist of like, okay, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. This is the new issue that pops up. Okay. But at least I have a starting point, which is I know the basics. Right. You know, I still want 50 to 60 percent humidity during the flower cycle. Keep an eye on the light. Um, I don't need to worry about light leaks outdoors because you're growing under the sun. I know a lot of people worry about street lights or your neighbor's lights and things like that. Um, Moonlight is another one. When the plants are outdoors, the intensity of the sun is so great that that your neighbor's light that shines in should not matter. I think where light depth comes in is if you're trying to flower early or flower when you don't have enough sunlight outside. But, um, you know, not to jump in the lighting, but I'm fortunate where we're at in California, um, where that, uh, I forget if it's longitude or latitude, but uh, up and down, vertical. Uh, I was horrible with geography. Is it longitude? Yeah. So where we're at, where our longitude is at is um, uh, we only get at the peak of summer, we're only going to get 14 hours of sunlight. 14 to 14 and a half. So I basically treat the greenhouse as a flower room all the time. So any point in the year, if I'm growing 18, six inside the shed, I can throw them out there and they're instantly going to flip over. Cause it's only going to be That's anywhere nice. from 11 to 14 hours of light. So I don't have to worry about light depth or anything like that. I'm not trying to extend them because by the time they go from the shed to outdoors, at least the last two runs that I've done, I'm putting them outside when they're two feet and they're turning into eight foot tall plants. That's plenty for me. I don't need to veg them out any any more than that. (laughs) Gosh, and see, the the nice thing is, too, is in your space, you've got, you know, being in California, you've got the beautiful California weather. At the same time, though, you're bringing out genetics that you're finding out how they will react based on the environment. You've already grown them inside versus outside is a little different. They're not completely outside because they're in this enclosed area, the greenhouse setup. So you can really test to see how these cultivars react based on, you know, the stresses or based on... I'm just getting in awe over this picture here. Close my fucking... These are the same plants we just saw? 
Those little well, ones. No, if you, oh, you probably can't see over here. No on Instagram. Can see. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, he's got I the Instagram up. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna, so shout out to Wink. If you're watching on YouTube or Twitch or wherever you're watching, um, you could see Doggo set up here. It's amazing to see the transformation of the space. So this, yeah, this picture set the the first four plants in the front closest to the camera are sour diesel. Uh, those are the mothers for the San Andreas diesel cross I'm working on, and then uh, the plants in the back is the pineapple haze. Absolute yeah. monsters, dude. Monsters. And, and, Monster this is stuff. where this you don't have your light isn't at the top of of this uh this the space here so it's not like the plants are going to stop there they're going to continuously grow so do you train these plants differently in that sense knowing that you do have a roof so you're going to have to maybe do a little oh, low stress train or is there going to oh, stop there that was stretch there was some point? super cropping involved because they were getting too high in in, in you know pre-flower and so i i definitely super cropped a couple of them towards the back some you can't see them but some of them are kind of flopped over um it, it so i i will train differently i'm gonna have to top a lot more and that's why i said putting them out at about 24 inches is about where i want it to be so that way by the time they double in size they're going to end up being anywhere from that four to six feet and that's kind of the range that i'm going to be looking for um because it, it it it's hard to walk around in there like i couldn't get up in the middle so i can only get around the outside edges uh, and so, you know, that, that gets hard for maintenance and, and things like that ended up having to get, you know, a sprayer with a wand. So, uh, when I was doing, uh, you know, all my pest management prior to going into flower, um, I could get back in there and get in between all the different, uh, you know, plants and everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. Like you just, you can't grow plants like this indoors. I mean, maybe some no. people can, but it's. I can't. I'm height limited. So I just don't know that. Yeah. Not like this. This is insane, bro. And, and no. to be able to keep the quality, it, that's a big thing too. So I've grown outside a few times. I've got buddies who have for years. And I, I notice a huge difference. Um, the greenhouse grow is where you're going to be getting the quality still. You can keep the indoor-like quality. As where it seems like with the full outdoor exposure, I don't know what, what, what it is in the elements. So there's more like set in the air i'm not even sure honestly wind. like it's wind yeah i mean it's, it's bizarre I, I just really noticed that you see that more often with the uh the greenhouse grows you can really keep the quality dialed in how often are you out there in that space versus like an indoor grow oh same as in every day um yeah. every day and in fact it's like a little zen hangout area it's nice to be you know especially working from home to be able to just go out there on my lunch break and just chill inside the greenhouse and you know, we'll flip through Instagram or finish eating my lunch or just have a drink and just zen, uh, just relax. And it's just the plants and go in, pluck off whatever, you know, dead leaves here or there or whatever. And um, it's it's nice again because it's different. It's it's daytime. I really enjoy like, especially in the mornings. That's what kind of how I started the whole morning grow show. It's like, well, I can get up in the morning. I'm fresh and clean right out of the shower. So go out and check on the greenhouse. And then I actually went and changed my lighting so I could then check on the shed before, you know, lights out for flower. So I start flower a little bit later in the evening, but like now it's like I check on in uh, the shed. Typically my routine is I, I kind of set it backwards, but I hit the shed first because it's indoor. I shower, clean, I wake up, fresh cup of coffee, hit the shed, do whatever I got to do in there. Boom, go out and I can hang out in the greenhouse and just drink my morning coffee and just enjoy the sunrise. You know, the sun's already up, but hang out with the plants in the morning. And it's just, like I said, it's a different experience than indoor in the shed. Uh, it's, it's a more chill, relaxed vibe. I feel like in my greenhouse than the shed, um, I'm not as concerned about the greenhouse as I am in the shed. You know what I mean? Like the sheds very much. That's all 
very indoor breeding focused for OG. The, the, the greenhouse is very like it's, it's testing. It, it's extra. This is all the personal fun stuff, you know? So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember if you said what size the greenhouse is and then how many plants are, are you running in it? So the greenhouse is uh, eight feet, eight to 10 feet wide. It's like nine feet, something when you factor all the lumber and everything uh, by 16 feet long. So everything's done in eight foot panels. Yeah. That, uh, there's a great shot that uh, you got up now. Um, and uh, it just sits right on the side of my house and there's plenty of easeway, you know, between my house and the shed, you know, for people to get through and walk and uh, you know, things like that. And uh, yeah, I mean the, the biggest thing I'll just say, if you're going to throw a structure like that up, just make sure you get all the proper permits and everything like that. You know, square footage, it is an enclosed outdoor structure. I don't, I was building it and so many people were asking a bunch of questions and it's like, look, it's different for every local municipality. So you, you're going to have to check with where you live and your, your city, where you can and can't build wherever, uh, you know, so double check all of that. Um, make sure your neighbors are cool. Um, and, you know, set it up how you want the beauty of this setup. Uh, I don't know if the stream can see the picture that's up on the screen right now or not, yep. but I did it in a way because this is right at the front of my house. So, or on the side of my house. So you can see it from the street. So I have the, the opaque, uh, corrugated uh, polycarbonate on the walls so that way it still lets some light through i think it lets like 60 percent light uh transmission through but it's opaque so no one can see in so it's not like people i mean my neighbors know what i do but random ass people walking down the street they don't they wouldn't know what's in there they just looks like a, a shed it doesn't even look like a greenhouse from the street you know it looks like a, a store shed or something like that so yeah. um so it was built with purpose. You know, you can easily go clear if you have your own property and you want more light and everything. Absolutely. You can go clear all the way around. Um, but it was really designed with purpose, um, you know, knowing that. And even plus I got my neighbors on one side and they don't want to see this stuff all the time. So I just, I don't know. And it looks great for filming. Like when I, when I look at this shot here, it's like I got a nice enclosed private spot to film uh, and do my videos and stuff. No one's going to bother me. I'm not going to bother anyone else. Uh, which is kind of the way I like it. I just like that, you know, we're homebodies here. So I think every gardener is in, in uh, a little yeah. bit. And you've really, that was the shot of the outdoor. There. Sorry. Uh, I see Wink's flipping through the, uh, yeah, no, he's good. He's, he got us real de demonetized on that one. Um, on the, uh, on the, <laughs> the outdoor shots, the outdoor plants. Um, that well, with that, you know, is odor control a, a situation that you have there? I see over here on Twitch in the chat. Um, D squad. He's asking if it sticks no, in the neighborhood of the um, greenhouse it's it's california <laughs> well for one yeah, I mean, yeah. Smell, but the proper can, intake and outtake yeah. in the outtake so, uh, ex exhaust fan do you have both going in there consistently i'm I sure do, you do I just do. for temperature and, and yep. humidity control going all the time there 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 i'm at the point where there is no odor control because i don't need it in my situation and i say this because when i started growing Right. The shed was fully charcoal filtered and so forth, maintained odors. But over the years, as I've gotten to know my neighbors and I, I take an approach, I encourage everyone to get to know your neighbors, especially if you're growing, know who you're dealing with, know what your neighbors are, what their, their takes are on it. So you just, you, you know, you got to know who your friends and your enemies are, even if they're your neighbors. Right. Um, and it's, I've gotten to a great spot with my neighborhood where everyone's cool with what I do. Um, the smell isn't that bad because it's, you know, it's here and I, I don't like let it linger. It's here when it's here and then it's gone. I'm professional about it. I don't keep my houses in a trash, you know, a whole, it's not a mess. 
Um, I'm, a, I'm a member of my community. I encourage everyone to be a part of your community. And I don't mean your city. I mean community like your block. You should know the people that live on your street, especially with everything going on today. Get to be a part of your you know, local community. And so I've gotten to a spot where everyone respects me enough to where like it's all good. So no one like the odor, it's not a big deal. It doesn't bother anyone. And I check in even when like, you know, like, Hey, hey you know, just check it. Like, is, is the odor? Okay. Like, I'm sorry. You know, almost getting ready. It's like, no, no, it's fine. You know, don't even notice it. You're all good. So I encourage people to get to know their neighbors and, and create those, those relationships because that's only going to help you. Now, people who are in red states or they're doing, you know, growing in questionable areas. That's a whole different story. Totally understand your situation. You're probably going to want to be private in that situation there. Uh, you but, touch on uh, some, you know. you touch on some really good points. And I still think even in a red state, it's very important to get to know your neighbors. You, you got to know oh, who yeah. your friends are and who your enemies are. You kind of yeah. said it in a nice way. They may not need to know there. about your, your grow, yeah. but they don't need to know. know nope. They don't need to know, you but, know but you should, you should, get you should to know, know your, your territory. Yeah. There should be a relationship there because you know what? Yeah, it might smell or, you know, there there might come a time where, you know, someone's tossing shade and it, it is nice to know that you may, your neighbors will have your back too. That's that's very important. Um, but I think the, 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 the takeaway from that is, is he's in California. It does smell like weed. Uh, yeah, sometimes. just natural. That's the, um, that's the smell. Of he's that's just very thing. fortunate that Starbucks you're in a location where it's not going to be that detrimental to your existence. But yeah. if you are in an outdoor grow and let's say you are, well, you know, let's say you're not in a red state. Let's not condone anything here. Let's say you just don't want to have the smell. You would probably recommend an, an exhaust with a fil a buffer and a, and, and, Absolutely. and, um, Absolutely. uh, filters. Like yes. yeah. And just always like an go big on your filters. Don't, if there's any, if you're trying to cover odor, Look, don't buy the cheap filters and don't buy a small filter. Get a big filter and pay the money because if that's what's protecting you, that's where you want to invest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would I would skimp on a tray or a couple less pots or whatever to put more money into a top of the line oversized charcoal filter if I'm worried about odor because these plants they are loud. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, even like when you think you've covered up the odor, Guess what? You're a little sensitized to it because you've been you growing are. and smoking it. So Dude, you are somewhere that doesn't smell like you can smell yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck on. Oh, it's shit. on your clothes. It's on. It's everything, man. It's it's on you that smell. So yeah, it's a, that's good. Good. Good note to get to know your community so that you can uh, you can kind of avert these issues in other ways should you have to. Yeah. Well, thinking of smell, it, you probably don't have to deal with it as much there if you got a good neighborhood and your kids are, are kosher in that sense. Security. Yeah. You know, so like, I don't think that uh, a lot of people think about that security system for an outdoor grow. Yeah, uh, you know, that's all going to depend on your neighborhood. Um, I, I don't, you know, I got a big dog, two dogs. I, I got myself uh, a nice safe uh, that keep things in it, and so you know, we're well protected over here. But I encourage everyone, you know, take the proper protections. But nine times out of ten, though. Right. Here's here's the kicker with all of this, especially with home grows specifically. Uh, burglars typically go for commercial grows, right? If they're going to risk it, they're going for something big. Nine times out of 10, it's usually closer to home than you think, meaning, you know, it's a family member or someone who knows. Or this is why I said, know your neighbors, uh, you know, and this is why we also talk, uh, you know, I my kids know what I do. Uh, you know, my boys right now, they're 15 and 17. The oldest is about to be 18 years old. They know what I've done for a long time. And I have the talks with them. Look, we don't discuss this at school 
because what happens is it's going to be like one of their friends or something. And hey, we go away for a vacation. Johnny knows that, you know, this family's out of town. Hey, let's go hop the fence. And next thing you know, you got, you know, uh, you know, the high school and the kids, you know, parents knocking on your door because they came into your garden, uh, you know, and it's high school kids and things like that. So it usually is closer to home than you'll think. So this is why, you know, be careful who you let know what you do. You know, letting people know what you do is one thing. Letting them in to see it and talk about it. And kids, especially kids can glorify things too, right? You could have a tent. And your kids will go to high school and be like, oh, yeah, my dad's got this huge grow goat at home. It's like two pounds worth of weed. And they don't know. They're kids, right? So this is why you have to educate your family, educate significant others. Um, also, it's great to know, even in California, um, I've sat down with my wife, who is, you know, uh, doesn't mind me growing, but I've sat down with my wife and the kids and let them know, hey, in case law enforcement decides to show up at the door and dad's not home. These are our rights. Here's what you do. This is how you talk to them. No one comes in without the proper paperwork. They will try and force you and everything else, right? You don't let them in, close the door. Don't even answer the door, right? You know, and so you, you don't have that, to answer. That shut the fuck to, up tip. Where it's exactly. Like, hey, what do you say? Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Know the <laughs> script. Is it lost? Know the <laughs> yeah. script. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these are all, very important conversations to have that a lot of people don't usually think about or, or even want to discuss because they're afraid to. And they're uncomfortable conversations, but they're worth having with your family members and your children. Education is the key here. That's what this plant, because there's so much disinformation and misinformation out there of people who are against the plant and people who are trying to shut it down, even in the states here like not everyone in california wants it legal you know there's people trying to shut it down and all kinds of misinformation and so you know again just you got to be prepared for any situation no matter where you're at when you're you're dealing with cannabis so i think another thing that uh, in regards to security that a lot of people do is uh, cameras like cameras or alarms like when they when the door is open an alarm goes off things like that so i'm sure it's another thing if, if somebody's worried about you know, monitoring their grow when they're not there or, you know, setting off alarms in case somebody were to break in. There's a couple yeah. of things that you can do to potentially um, get those thieves to, to leave quickly, you know? Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And of course, but of course, those are reactive, right? They're already in your garden. They're already in your property. They're already there. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to be proactive and proactive is education, you know, getting to know your neighbor, educating your family, talking to your community, talking with your friends, being smart not broadcasting you know to the world what you're doing you know regardless that we're doing this um but you know you, you just got to be smart about it man you really yeah. got to be smart about it and especially when you're going from indoor to outdoor in a greenhouse now that that target is far more visible than it was in mm -hmm. the house you know yeah. so yeah proactive reactive take all the steps to be secure because yeah you don't want to have anyone snapping the tops of your colas off after all that hard work yeah yeah now, what would be uh, just a couple quick tips that come to mind for somebody who's considering doing a greenhouse grow? Couple quick tips. Um, th Some think things about that come to mind. Placement. Where is it going out in your property? I think Chris brought that up in the beginning. Knowing where the sun's going to hit it, because if you go out to all the effort to build a greenhouse and it doesn't get the proper sun, you just wasted a whole lot of time and money. <laughs> so, you know, th think about where it's going to go. Think about the design you want. Think about the type of greenhouse you want. 
think about how many plants and what you want to do. I went in thinking I was going to do these big garden beds and they realized, wait a minute, maybe I want to start with pots first before I throw a bed in. Bed's like a big permanent structure. Think about those are the types of, and I know these are all planning tips and maybe not necessarily like tactical tips, but it's, if you're thinking about building a greenhouse, uh, you know, certainly sure you get out there, throw it up and you'll get something going, but a little bit of planning ahead of time, just think through it, right? Think what a season would look like that would help you a lot and it would probably change how you would go about building it or the type of greenhouse you would, you would look at. Um, you, you know, cost is a big thing. Know your budget. You can certainly do a hoop house, right? Think about things like you can do a hoop house with, uh, you know, real thin, uh, mill uh, plastic over the top of it, but you're going to have to be replacing that plastic about every two to three years versus you go with polycarbonate. Now, even that's going to fade over time, but I'm going to get, you know, 15 to 20 years out of that polycarbonate versus the two years you're going to get even out of a high-end, uh, you know, roll of visqueen or something that's designed for growing. It's still going to get two to three years max out of that because the wind just beats it up. Wind's another thing. Make what, what direction does the wind gum? Is it going to blow your greenhouse down after you build it? So if you are layering corrugated uh, pieces of polycarbonate like I did, layer it in which way so the wind's not going to blow the panels off of your building uh, it's going to blow right over it so really those are the the tips i would give because outdoor is so much harsher <laughs> than indoors so um those are about the, the the tips i could give yeah no it's good man that's good those I are think good tips a lot of people will overthink a process of the greenhouse grow and i think the simplicity that you went about it in your approach made it so it's more doable for a lot of people and um, it turned out amazing. Oh, dude, it looks like right. and so professional. Now the cost for um for wood right now for lumber is going down from what I'm seeing. At one oh, point it was really down, high. Back down to normal prices. Yeah. So good, so good. you could probably even at the time, you know, height of pandemic, it cost me fifteen hundred for the polycarbonate and the wood shell and the Artec and everything. You could probably do that for closer to a thousand dollars, I'd say, right now at this point. Oh, yeah. When yeah, I bought it, two two by fours, they were over. There was like five eighty a stick. Now they're like back to two seventy five, three bucks a stick. So I mean, that's just you know, that's what they normally are, or at least here in California. So yeah, see the affordability nice. to do something like this, it's really doable for a lot of people. And I think you're looking at buying maybe two thousand dollars in lights or a thousand dollars in lights versus that. I mean, it, it's obvious. It just depends on where you're at. You may have to do yeah. light deprivation if you're in a certain like in Michigan. I know people who do light dep on a regular basis, but it's a lot more work. So it just depends on, on where you are. If you're in an area where you have sun a lot more often, I think it, it only makes sense to do not just for, you know, our favorite plant, but there's a lot of other ones you could do in that space that you grow way better than you would just on the side of your house or in a, a bed outside. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, it's really well, good. Then, honest, good honest. It's a, yeah. Some great tips right there. I wish I could stay longer, but I, I got to no, we, yeah, we see your We see your time. No, I, and I just wanted to... Uh, I just wanted to uh, put it to chat. If you guys had any questions, any comments or uh, concerns, or you wanted to bring up with Doggo that maybe you have in your own garden, um, I posted the link in the chat to to his channel. Go check him yep. out. Go answer a lot of these questions that you might have, and uh, and drop a drop a follow and right. let him know that uh, FTS sent you. But yeah, man, please. incredible conversation, Doggo. Really appreciate Thanks. you dropping the knowledge yeah, bomb. Appreciate and, and look out for the video soon. I, I know I'm the world's most inconsistent YouTuber, but I am still working life, on man. content. <laughs> so just subscribe so that way when when it does drop, you get notified. So and Discord, uh, join all of our Discords. I find getting the notifications through our Discords is way more reliable mm -hmm. than uh, than uh, YouTube sometimes. So 
yeah, please sub up and thank thank you all of you, Chris, P, Rob. Thank you guys for all having me. I really wink appreciate it. On the back ones and twos. Yeah, wink, man. No, we appreciate it. it. Cool. Oh, yeah. No, Cheers, that was everybody. that was good. Yeah.